Hello, Rebel Women. Welcome back to the Femme Podcast. Hope everything is wonderful in your world. We are experiencing a change of seasons here in Squamish and the mountains where I live. The seasons have finally changed. Oh my gosh, up until like three days ago, it was still 30 degrees and sunny. And now it's a little gloomy and gray and it's chilly and there's fog in the mountains and there's a layer of fresh snow and the trees are all changing colors. And I personally am feeling a huge change of seasons in my life. And I was speaking with uh, one of my coaches yesterday and they were talking about the collective shift and there was just a new moon in Scorpio and an eclipse and I don't know if you guys listen to astrology at all and poor Jack hasn't even had a chance to chat yet, but she is here with us, <laughs> but I was listening to the Chani Nicholas podcast. It's the astrology of the week podcast. If you don't listen to that podcast, I highly recommend back to backing this episode, the, the femme podcast with that, put it on your lineup. It is such a great podcast. And I always find it so interesting to zoom out and to hear about all of the things that are going on in the collective with all of the energies and the cosmos. And this is a big fucking season. It's ripe with change. It is uncomfortable as fuck. It is spicy and revealing. And I just wanted to say, if you're in that and you're arriving at this podcast, feeling like you're in a little bit of a whirlwind, I I think a lot of us could relate to you. And, you know, it's not nice to go through those things alone. So I'm just beginning this podcast by saying, I see you, sister. You know, I see you over there going through all of the things. Yeah. You're like, I see you. I feel you. I'm standing with you. And I'm over here, not in a change of seasons outwardly. You know, it's sunny here. It's rainy here. It's doing all the things the jungle does this time of year. But I do feel like there's a lot of women in my world feeling exactly what you're talking about here, Rob. A lot of clients, a lot of women in the mastermind that I'm part of, are saying that there is a lot of energy. There is a lot of transitions happening there. Yeah. I think this is very collective what you've been describing. Totally. And, you know, I think the most important part of this, my babysitter stayed over till midnight last night and we were just chatting in my kitchen. And I think the hardest thing about this is when you feel like you're going through it alone you know, you feel like you're so isolated in your own experiences. And then you just take a minute to look up and look around and have these conversations and plug in with one another. You're like, oh yeah, right. No, this is not just a me thing. This is a human thing. This is happening in different ways to a lot of people. I know the upheavals and the big conversations and the challenges and obstacles and shifts and deaths and rebirths and transformations. I think it's important that we check in with each other every once in a while to really bring our awareness to the fact that we are not standing in any of that alone. Well, even when you said that they're like checking in with each other, I also really find that we feel so alone anytime that we hold back, anytime that we're not expressing what we're feeling, what we're going through, we feel alone because we are almost isolating 
ourselves, you know, and anytime I find that you bring it forward, that you start to talk about it, whether it's on a podcast, whether it's with your best friend, whether it's like whoever you decide to talk about it with, as soon as you start to express how you're feeling, what what's happening in your world, I think just in, immediately you get the sense of not feeling alone because even if the other person isn't experiencing the same thing with you, there's like an outlet for you. Mm, exactly. An outlet and a connection point. Mm-hmm. No, like this connection point where we get to build a web of humanity and build a web of relatability and conversation and connectivity. I think it really starts to create this, I wouldn't say sisterhood, but with men too, and with our brothers and sisters, where we really feel like we get to belong, you know, where uh, the transformations and things that we're going through, no matter how big or how outrageous or incredible or whatever, like there's room for all of it to exist because we're plugged into each other. Does that make sense? Yeah, it makes sense. And I want to share a thought that was just coming through for me and it might end up being posed as a question. I'm not really sure, but welcome to dive in and riff on this with me, Rob. I just had this thought, this idea that sometimes I feel like we hold back from sharing what we're going through or sharing that experience because we think, well, if they don't understand it, if they don't feel the same thing, am I going to be left feeling even more alone? And I don't think that that's truly what happens. And I think about, you know, if if I even go back to like spiritual smackdown days when I was so afraid to share what I was going through with other people, because I'm like, no one else that I know has had this experience. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to feel so fucking alone. I'm going to feel more lonely if I share it, because right now, at least if I feel alone, well, I know that I truly am alone. You know, it's like, I am alone because I'm just in this by myself. But there was this fear of like, if I share it with others and they don't get it, or they haven't had this similar experience, like, am I going to put myself out there and feel even lonelier? Mm. That by the way, was not my experience. Like that was not my experience. I did not feel more alone, even though I didn't know anyone who had similar experiences to me. I felt connected. I felt like other people had me. Yeah. I think the, you know, the thing about that, that I hear when I listen to that is that you're I almost said your weirdness because that's how I speak in Robin Savage, you know, like, oh, you're weird. And, and sometimes these experiences that we're going through our most traumatic events can make us feel weird, you know, can make us feel like outliers and one of a kind, you know, like absolutely no one will understand this, but I think really it comes back to me, like, how will anyone understand? How would anyone relate to this? And when we take society and we, we think that everyone has this shared experience or this similar experience and we have our experience and it's so different and it's so unique and it feels so fucking bone breaking, heart wrenching, hard and, and vulnerable, then we take ourselves out of that box and we place ourselves off to the side and we see ourselves as the only one, then how can we possibly fit back in that box, right? How can anyone who's in that box even possibly understand what's happening to me because I'm all the way over here? Yeah, I think that's why, you know, maybe I was so inspired to start the conversation talking about this because I don't believe in that. 
you know, I don't believe in creating the feeling of having outliers in our society for our experiences. I actually believe in the opposite, you know, like bringing each other closer together when we're in the upheaval, right? Holding each other closer and with more love when we are going through the most outrageous, traumatic, scary and sad or whatever it is, you know, moments in time, even if it's confusing or it's a, it's a conflict, right? Like I really believe in holding each other even closer in those times, which really means that we do need to have these conversations around the awareness of it. Like, Hey, this is happening to me or, Hey, this is, this is my current reality or my, my current experience and normalizing that right? So that when we're going through those things, we actually feel like we're brought closer into the human web of interconnectedness rather than expelled from it. Mm -hmm. I think it's so interesting too, because we all have our own unique ways that we process things. We all have our own unique ways that we move through times like this, that we move through seasons. I'm very much someone who goes like deeply inward first. I, my, in my human design, my environment's a cave. I'm a projector. I let like, you know, a lot of my twos feel similar in this energy too, is that there's sometimes also times where we're not in the space where we want to be outward. So I think it's really honoring both and what feels most aligned for you and know that that can change from experience to experience and moment to moment. But the thing that I think feels most important and that I've really recognized in myself and my own patterns is that if I'm inward, if I'm in the cave-like energy, it's because that's actually what feels good to me in that moment. It is what feels nurturing. It feels part of my process. It's not because I feel less than, or I'm fearing judgment or that I'm scared to bring it forward. Mm, Totally. Yeah. I've been feeling that a lot in my business lately. You know, I've been feeling that a lot in my life. I've been in this hermit phase and that's not in my design and it's not one of my lines and it's not part of my profile, but I'm human and that is part of my humanness, you know, and I think there is no explanation for the way that we're, we deal with things. You know, I think as new events and new circumstances happen to each and every one of us, we're going to navigate that situation almost entirely as uniquely as we navigate the experience itself, right? Like who we are through that experience is going to bend and change depending on who we are in that season and how much we grew from the last challenge and what the weather is and what, what phase our kids are in and where our business is at. And and all these things sort of impact our capacity for moving through different seasons as well. Right. I think there's a lot of seasons where I'm super external in the way that I process, you know, looking to friends and sharing writing is obviously a huge processing tool for me. And then there's other seasons where that's the last thing I want to (laughs) do. Talk to anyone or go out. I just want to cocoon myself and I think that's interesting as well, because we like to be predictable, right? We like to know how we're going to deal with the next challenge. And when it looks different than it did last time, then that can also be surprising for us. Well, I've felt this with you even recently, like you've been like you just shared here, you've been sharing online that there's been so much deep inner happenings for you in the past like week or two. 
And normally I feel like I'm like right in there with you, you know, like when you're going through things internally, it's also very often that it's like, that's when you and I are talking more and connecting more and you're sharing like every step of the way with me. And that just, that's been different, you know, the past couple of weeks, but I've also felt so much in your energy that this is just like the way in which you are meant to really be processing and moving through the things in the inner work that you've been, you know, diving into for yourself this time. Yeah. I do have to say I've been really contemplating this, you know, as I move through it and just really aware of the way that my energy wants to move through the transition. And, and I don't, I don't even know if I even would call it a transition anymore, just this stage of my life or, or, you know, this like place that I'm at this, this time, this moment. And I've been really trying to stay present in my energy and, and really like recall and release any old patterns and any old habits that would naturally occur without thought, which would be writing, which would be creating, which would be, you know, sending you a message and instead inviting in this interruption in that habit and pattern to be with myself instead and to process in a different way. But I've been meditating every morning. Um, I've been doing like a transcendental meditation course, which is a really another interesting thing because it's a new style of meditation for me. And I've been really finding a lot of support in that. Um, I haven't even been journaling at all because everything feels so new that I I find myself looking at my journal, (laughs) not even knowing how to bring words to what I'm experiencing yet, which is really interesting, right? When we get ourselves to a place that is so new, we're unfamiliar with our oldest ways of processing and making sense of things. So it's really felt like I've been floating in this abyss between who I was and and who I'm going to be on the other side of this and who I am, which is already different. But where I've really been finding myself pulled through all this is to my kids, Mm -hmm. to my kids and to their connection to crafts. I've been doing a ton of crafts with them and um, sleep just so much rest, which is which completely is de- insane for a mani gen. <laughs> I was just going to say, which is definitely not your normal, but I absolutely love this because I feel like this is you really allowing your energy to leave. This is allowing you to tap into like what feels the most true for you in this moment, what feels like will be nurturing for you in this moment, what feels alive for you in this moment. And I think it's very easy often to do the things like we've always done, like, okay, well, I know if I go to my journal, like that's when, and and for lack of a better word, like I fix things or that's where I'm able to do this or move into that next stage or process or whatever that is. And I think really allowing yourself to, you know, find new ways that feel like the way that you really want to be operating right now is so beautiful. Mm, there's certainly a lot coming from it and I'm just absorbing so much of it. Yeah. So, so, so much of it. It feels like an entirely new realm of abundance because in a sense, so many of the things that bring me joy and pleasure and satisfaction aren't being participated in, you know, like there's a lot of things that I typically love to do, 
uh, that just aren't being prioritized right now. And I'm just not feeling called to do. And then in this wild other sense, there's this whole new realm of abundance in the most simplicity and nothingness. And sometimes I think abundance is like wrapped up in this world of quantum and magic and manifestation, which I love, obviously, but there's also this abundance in the human realm that is just here and now. And I don't know if that makes any sense at all, but I'm really just feeling the abundance in breath, in, like I said, sleep, in rest, in like holding my daughter's hand and the snuggles in the middle of the night, you know, like in the most simple things, there's something about that that just feels really, really good and real. Oh my gosh, this, this came through in a bit of a different way, but very similarly in the devotional ceremony I held this morning for transcendence was about finding the abundance and and not like searching, looking for it, but it was like, we're we're in the energy of, you know, abundance and full self-expression. And I was sharing how, like at times that feels like it's through the breath. It's through going deeply inwards. It's through the quiet. It's through the stillness that it's not the outward, like you're saying here, like abundance of manifestation and what comes next. It's the abundance of what's within. Mm. Yeah. And the abundance of, you know, I think so often the work that we do is like putting yourself in the energy of your higher self. And for me, a lot of this has just been putting myself in the energy of where I'm at now and feeling in the power of that. Does that make sense? Like rather than, rather than manifesting by raising my vibration and, you know, tapping into the abundance of who I'm becoming, it's really, I mean, exactly what you just said, but it's like feeling the abundance in the human experience of what you have now, you know, like what you can touch and what you can taste and, and, um, just been like a really peaceful experience. I love that. And I feel like that's something that you did say to me a couple of weeks ago is that the desire, the feel was for or the desire was for this feeling of peace. Totally. Yeah. This feeling of peace, this feeling of peace. Yeah. And you know, everyone listening, like in order to get the thing that you want, have the thing that you want to experience the thing that you want, you have to be it right? You have to welcome it. So for me, this changing of the habits and patterns and processing in a new way has really been this invitation of being peace, right? Like if I want peace, then I'm not going to keep doing all of the things that I've done. I'm going to drop them one by one to see how I can welcome more peace. And then as the peace arrives and as the peace comes, then I'll start to pick things back up. But I've been super intentional about this becoming the thing that you want. Mm. And do you remember how peace was such like the anchoring word for me during my spiritual smackdown? Like it was like, what do you want to feel? What are you choosing? And that was the word that kept coming back time and time again for me. It wasn't like, I want to manifest this or feel, you know, happy or feel like anything that felt like there was something I needed to go out and get, or that felt like wasn't something I could just cultivate within and peace for me was always something that I'm like, I can choose peace. I can choose peace in any single moment. Mm. I can choose peace in any single moment. When I don't let the triggers take over. <laughs> I, I was just going to say, 
I definitely didn't always choose peace in every single moment, but I knew that I had the choice to choose peace. And then that often is what led to me choosing again was the knowing that I get to choose what I want to feel, what I want to be in this moment. And Mm. I truly feel like I became peace. Oof, love that. I became peace. Rebel women, what are you desiring more of right now? Are you willing to become it? You know, I think the most important thing to note in this is the bravery and courage it takes to become something new and how committed to it. You know, if you're really going to be something, not just experience it or not just act that way, but to be it, it's going to require a commitment from you. It's going to require a, a new level of devotion. And I mean, I've never been willing to enter this work in the way that I have recently. I've always resisted it. And I can tell you that going all in on the work, whatever that looks like for you, whether it's going all in on your, your purpose and being in the work of your life, or whether it's your soul work or your shadow work or healing your trauma or, or healing your marriage or whatever the thing is that's calling you going all in to be that, which you desire to be in that area of your life. That is when the game changes. That is when, I mean, it's not even about results at that stage anymore because the results become synonymous with you. Like I don't have to get peace anymore. I don't have to achieve peace anymore. I'm becoming the peace. Right. So what can you become and what are you willing to surrender to get there? Mm, I love that because it's so internal. It's not anything that lives outside of you. It doesn't exist outside of you. You're not chasing it. It's all within. Mm, Love that. Go out into the world. Rebel women know that you are not alone, whatever you're going through. It's meant to be arriving for you in exactly the way that it is. And we love you. Allow yourself to become the thing that you desire to be. And we'll see you next week on the Femme Podcast.